Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome, Marvel fans, to episode 23 of Marvel Cast, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast by fans for fans. Each week, we will discuss the latest news regarding the MCU, followed by reviews and discussion of the latest release content in this ever expanding multiverse. Our audience is a key component to our show, and we'll wrap up each week with answering your Marvel related questions. I'm your host, Steve. Joined by me is my co host, JG. JG, welcome to episode 23. How are you feeling this week? Uh, you know, it's it's really cold up here in the Northeast, but uh, it's a good time to rewatch some good Marvel content, Star Wars content, all that good stuff with a good cup of tea. Yeah, I was messaging you this weekend, and I got a chance to rewatch Eternals for the really the first time of a rewatch. And I really appreciated it more on rewatch. I think knowing the big moments, knowing the surprise reveals, knowing the twists and turns, and knowing the characters, I really, really enjoyed it a lot more. And I can't wait to dive back into it again. We actually watched it with um, some family. So it was, it was a nice group of us watching it on Saturday night. So ha- have you watched a couple more times since we spoke last? Uh, not since we spoke last. I, I'm at a total of three times, though, which is probably a lot for it's only been out for two weeks. But I just I, I, I love that film. Like, obviously, Spider-Man is my favorite just because that was that's on its own level. But Eternals, it has a it has a heart. It has a place in my heart. And I really just like the cliffhanger ending. I cannot wait to see these characters again, hopefully sooner rather than later. And we're going to be talking about some of that in our news tonight. Um, we have a short show for you. If you're just joining us, um, you know, Brian has brought back Star Wars Canon Podcast, which was the original show on this channel, 1138 Productions, which is now called. So if you caught his latest episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast, welcome. I hope you give us a shot as well. JG and I have been at this for 23 weeks strong, and we've got no end in sight. So we are a Marvel podcast, as we mentioned at the top of the show. And usually we're going to talk about some news and some discussions. Right now we're a little bit short on discussions because we have a little bit of a break until for about the next two months. But we will have some definitely some special episodes sprinkled in over the next two months. We're going to jump into our news tonight first. Our first story is something we spent some time talking about last week with the Moon Knight trailer. Since last week, this trailer has been breaking records in regards to the amount of views it's received in the first 24 hours and in the first week and the amount of likes that it's received. So, JG, I mean, I'm going to pull up our statistics here. This trailer obviously is showing a lot of potential. It's getting a lot of people hyped up. Um, I mean, are you surprised? Do you feel like this will show Disney that there people are excited for new IP? Or is it going to show, do you think this could break records? I think, I think Loki right now has the biggest premiere for a Disney Plus show. So do you think this is a sign that Moon Knight might take that top spot? I think it's definitely a big sign. Uh, if you already have people watching and checking out the trailer, then they're going to definitely be interested in watching uh, what the premiere is going to behold. Um, and in, in the case, if we do get two episodes, what the first two episodes are going to be. I think it's very uh, promising and a really good sign for two reasons. One, uh, it, it's new IP, and it's just it, it's it's a character that even your, some of your hardcore Marvel fans, they're not going to be super aware of Moon Knight. Um, it's a deep ca- character, um, has a lot of history and a lot of different uh, takes on it. And so it's really exciting. And then you also flip on the other side. This is probably the darkest and grittiest uh, Disney Plus show that we've got. And so with both of those combined, I really do, I hope it encourages Marvel and Disney in general uh, to not be afraid to 
take risks on characters or that are new or characters that are very uh, unknown. And then also at the same time, uh, take risks on more mature content. Yeah, for sure. And I was pulling up actually while we were speaking here, some of the different trailers. So for example, WandaVision, the official trailer has been out the longest since September 20th, 2020. And it has 23 million views and 760,000 likes. Loki also has 23 million views and 723,000 likes since April 5th of 2021. And now we're talking about Moon Knight that's been out really just for about a week on YouTube. It has 26 million views. That's again, 3 million more views, even though it's only been out for a week and it has 1 million likes. Like this is just like kind of unheard of. I think, you know, with Loki and WandaVision being two very popular shows, and I'm sure if we pulled up the other ones, it'd be the same thing. Moon Knight is just like, bam, like in your face. Everyone's watching it. I've watched it a couple of times. Like, I think everyone's just ready for some new Marvel content in this year. And I think, I know we're spoiled. We, we had so much last year, but people are excited to get into some new stuff this year. I think it's definitely a sign that this is going to do really well. And it's going to build, like you said, Marvel's confidence to put out more original content. Definitely. Um, speaking of some phase four content. Um, I was saw a news article today when I was putting our stories together that really kind of made me like chuckle a little bit was that phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, basically just what was put out in 2021 with the four movies and the four TV shows, there is already more content and longer runtime than all of phase three. There is currently right now, if you wanted to sit down and just watch phase four, there's over 2000 minutes of content or just about 1,883 minutes without the credits. JG, if you want to go back and do a rewatch, like I'm currently watching some of the old stuff from phase two right now and getting into phase three, it's going to take you a long time if you want to include everything. And I think you and I are people that want to include everything. So are you excited about this? Is it, does it feel overwhelming or do you feel like we're like grandfathered in, but someone new is going to have a quite a hill to climb? Yeah, it's definitely is quite the journey now. Uh, you know, it, it's even like if you think about Star Wars, it's very similar. Like, okay, you got the nine movies, but then there's all the other shows. And then those add up very quickly to like almost the equivalent of 50 movies. And so Marvel is also drastically getting up there because there's like now 25 plus movies plus several shows. And so it, it, it could be daunting. I think for, I think the benefit for us, like you said, we're grandfather. So like we can go a lot more at a, a very casual pace we don't really have to rush through it we could kind of put it on the background if we're like maybe doing a crossword puzzle or, or something else and so uh for new folks though man i it, it's definitely gonna be those things where you're gonna have to take it at bite chunks at a time and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch the things that are very important and relevant at that time and then while also going back and getting the rest of it you know because there is just so much of it yeah, there really is. I mean, like you said, we've been following it for so long that it's not like we're playing catch up like so many people might be. Or like, I just think like the next generation of fans that want to start like now, you have so much content and you can jump on at any point. But if you really want to absorb it all and get all the references, you kind of have to start all the way back at Iron Man and really kind of have to start at Spider-Man. You have to include these other films that weren't in the MCU first. So you've got a big task ahead of you. I, um, you know, you and I have talked about this. Like I wake up early when new Disney plus shows, whether it's Marvel or star Wars come out, because just the idea of there being new content out there and me going to work and not being able to focus because I want to get the new canon material. Like I'm, I'm a little bit obsessive and that's okay. Because like, again, we're here, we're fans, we're excited. 
And I really hope we can continue to keep up with it because I think if they keep it at the pace that it's going, you know, a couple movies a year, a couple shows a year, it's doable. I don't ever foresee Marvel putting out like two shows at the same time period. I think that would be a mistake because um, you want to kind of keep that fan base wanting more instead of overwhelming them and oversaturating it. Yeah, it would cannibalize each other because then, like, you know, you're focused on marketing and such. And so, you know, you could easily get to the spot where people are selecting what they're watching and you never want them. You want to give them it on a tray and be like, here, eat this. This is your dinner. Like, this is what you're having. You don't have a choice. And so and whenever you give them a choice of, hey, you can have dinner A or dinner B or you can have both. Most people are going to kind of get filled after dinner A. You know, people like you and I and probably many other people out there are going to watch both. But there are there is a good majority like the significant majority of of the general public probably would only watch one yeah i definitely agree and i feel like you know we haven't talked about it on here in a while but you know we're both still in the process of reading that marvel studios history book and like i just can't imagine like that was the first three phases the first 11 years if you will i have such a hard time believing the amount of content that's going to be in the sequel book that hopefully we'll get in another eight or nine years from now but um face yeah, i mean phase four phase four could literally be the size of that book like yeah. on its own just with how much content that we've already have gotten like well you, it, yeah even during like when infinity war came out dk books which i love like the reference books they put out um i have it over here a visual dictionary of phase really one through three up till infinity war and like already the amount of updates that that book needs now just in the past three or four years is crazy like really I just, oh, it's just amazing. Like, it feels so much like, you know, you know, we have like 80 years of comic history, but we only have 15 years of the movie history, if you will. But there's so much to absorb now. And it's, it really feels like a really more expansive universe because you have so much content. I agree. Okay. Our next story then, I mentioned earlier, we'd be talking a little bit about following up on some of these eternal characters. And maybe one of the first characters that we will see the return of is Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman. Because rumor has it that the Blade movie that we should be seeing shortly in the next couple of years might see the next appearance of Kit Harrington's, Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman. In an interview with comicbook.com, the Eternals visual effects supervisor, Stephen Karate, talked about the effects within the film. And he made a quote about the Ebony Blade. Here's what he said. The funny thing is my second on the show, which is Martin Lawson, my additional supervisor, is actually going to be supervising Blade very soon. So I told him, I said, I'm giving that to you as a gift. Use it wisely and make good out of it. Um, but I'm sure it's going to do actually even better. JG, you know, we end with the Eternals post credit scene with Dane Whitman opening up the Ebony Blade and he hears the voice of Blade. So obviously it makes sense that this is the next time we might see Dane Whitman and the Ebony Blade. Does this further prove that idea to you? It makes the most sense for that's where he's going to next show up. I personally still think that there's a good, significant chance that he'll show up in Moon Knight towards the end, personally. Uh, but I, I think if you were to go to ba Vegas, you're betting on Blade. It just makes no sense, especially with the post credit scene. It, it, it's all set up there. Yeah, I mean, you and I were just talking, like, off-camera before we started, like, about Star Wars. And the Book of Boba Fett is doing a really good job at, again, bringing in lots of characters, lots of stories that are making everything important, like Marvel does. And so I think... You know, Marvel and Star Wars are almost piggybacking off each other. I think definitely if you are smart and you already have such a big audience, like we talked about a few minutes ago, interested in Moon Knight, 
if you can throw in some other cameos and Easter eggs to get other properties kind of teased, go for it. Cause that's going to only going to increase people talking about these characters going forward. So yeah, I think um, Moon Knight would be a smart decision, but also Blade movie, which we don't really know a date on yet. Do we? I think, uh, I think the talk around town is that it's coming next year. Okay. Towards well, the end. Hopefully they'll stick to that plan. All right. Um, our next kind of bit of, maybe disappointing news, maybe not super surprised by, is that even though we've got a lot of content coming out in 2022, um, there have been two shows that have kind of been quietly removed from Marvel's slate this year. That would be What If Season 2 and Secret Invasion. Um, When we did our top shows of the year, I can't remember if we included both of these or not, but What If, um, you know, with animated shows, they usually take a lot longer to make. And I'm wondering if any of the you know pandemic delays have caused delays for what if so that might be a show we might have to wait until early 2023 to see and with secret invasion they're really in the you know the really big production right now that we're going to talk about they're filming that right now so i'm not super surprised that is more than likely going to be an early 2023 show either right before or right after marvels do you agree with both of those yes definitely i think 100 i think is secret invasion i feel has to come out before so i feel like it's gonna be literally starting if it's not this year it's got to be january and it's gonna lead almost immediately into it maybe even a crossover uh depending on how late they push to start what if probably it, it, that could be a show that comes out at, at any point but more than likely probably towards the middle second half of the year yeah i think in a previous episode you mentioned Maybe Secret Invasion will kind of do what Book of Boba Fett did and come out at like the week before between Christmas and New Year's. That way it still counts as a 2022 show, but it gets one or two episodes in and gets us closer to that. Um, I think it's February or March premiere for the Marvels. Um, yep. Where's it? Yeah, okay. Um, February 17th. Thank you, thank you, thank you, February 17th. Yeah, so we'd have to really wrap it up right there. Imagine if we wrapped up the week before the Marvels or something like that. All right, two more stories for us tonight. Um, the next one we already kind of talked about. Secret Invasion is currently filming. We've seen some kind of behind the scenes, not really behind the scenes, more um, paparazzi shots of Sam Jackson, Colby Smulders, Ben Mendelsohn in his human form, and Amelia Clark. Um, all these characters have started to leak a little bit. So I know this is a show you and I are both excited for. Have you seen these leaked pictures or are you trying to avoid any kind of paparazzi shots? You tell me that there is photos, that there is a chance to see a character that Amelia Clark is playing. I am looking at that. Uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, my queen, Khaleesi. I love her. Um, Kira. Um, I'm so excited for this show. Like, I, I obviously there is so much, so many possibilities. Uh, with how big the story is in the comics. Obviously, they're scaling it down, making it more intimate. Uh, but in the, in the fact that it's going to come in and, and play a role into the Marvels, I, 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 it's just the cast. Like, we've talked about it so much. Like, it's not even listed there, but Olivia Coleman is in here. Olivia Coleman, who's possibly going to win another Best Actress uh, Oscar this year. Like, it's just this, like, don't get me wrong the casting for all of marvel is incredible and all the shows like they have such a great job of getting these amazing talented people but this show this show has like 10 15 people who are like what like i can't even imagine the cost for this show because it's just it's just so mind-blowing and you look at that and you're like oh they're they're doing something special here yeah, I, I think this is one of our most anticipated shows. Like, I'm excited for Moon Knight and She-Hulk, don't get me wrong, and Miss Marvel. But I feel like this is like the sequel sh show to 
Spider-Man, no, far from home, excuse me. Uh, Captain Marvel, like we're going to see some uh, after effects probably of WandaVision. Like this is going to be such an important show. And I feel like, you know, Nick Fury leading a show, like imagine Samuel L. Jackson, he's what, 70 years old or something like he's just that he's still, you know, the amount of cameos he's had and now getting to lead his own show is really awesome because he didn't have a big part in phase three, but it looks like phase four is going to be his time to shine. Definitely. And our last news story, something that I hold near and dear to my heart, and I think JG does as well, is the MCU timeline order gets an update on Disney Plus to include the films, the shows, and the one-shots. So the one-shots used to be released on the DVDs and Blu-rays, and they kind of stopped. They only did four or five of them. And for a while, they were nowhere to be found besides the DVDs and Blu-rays. Recently, this past week, they were added to Disney Plus, and I was so glad that Disney included them in their official MCU timeline. And they've actually updated a few things. So if you don't mind, I'm going to read through it real quick. Yeah. All right. Um, in chronological order, you would start with Captain America, the first Avenger, which mm, I struggle with because I like that it has that bookend that makes it more present day, but whatever. Agent Carter, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Iron Man 2. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, Thor. Um, after Thor, it's not there, but that's probably the best spot for the Incredible Hulk because that's where then Disney Plus says to watch the consultant, the, the what if, or excuse me, the one shot. Avengers, the one shot item 47. Thor, the Dark World, Iron Man 3, All Hail the King, the one shot. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant Man, Civil War, Black Widow, and Black Panther. This was a recent change. They put Black Widow before Black Panther, which makes sense because it picks up right after Civil War. This is also probably where you'd probably put Spider-Man Homecoming after Black Panther. Because then we have Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame leads right into Loki. What leads right into What If? I'd probably put, sorry, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye. And then somewhere in there towards Eternals, we should also put the two latest Spider-Man movies. So, JG, um, obviously, it's nice if you want to go through and watch all the MCU in chronological order to be able to do this and not just watch it in phase order. I think we got to give Disney props for doing this. And I think you and I both have said, please do the same thing for Star Wars, including the Clone Wars TV show. That is so mixed up and you can find lists, but wouldn't it be nice to just go on and watch it in order? thoughts on the timeline it's nice to have you know that's always the big it's one of the big questions when a new fan is uh coming in to watch do i watch them in order of theatrical release do i watch them in story release uh and so i like the fact and and no matter where you side on that on that fence uh it ultimately really does not matter uh but i like the fact that it gives the viewer the chance and the opportunity to make that choice some people want that chronological that makes more sense to them they want a linear path and they want to follow that linear path some people want to respect that maybe some of the reveals and the surprises you know like instead of watching one two three four five six of star wars you know and knowing who anakin is you know maybe some people want to do the four five six one two three so i like the fact that disney is just giving specifically marvel is giving that um is giving us given the option and like you said do it for the clone wars because again especially for something especially like the clone wars not to go on a rabbit trail but 
there are things that need it. Like you cannot watch the Clone Wars in order of of production release. You have to watch it in chronological. And so hopefully one day we'll get that. But for Marvel, I'm glad it's there. So that way when new fans go on there, they can they can choose. And that's ultimately what it's there for, in my opinion. And for the timeline nerds like us. And it's gonna keep growing and growing. I know we're gonna get eventually gonna get Spider-Man trilogy and other Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus. Wouldn't it be great to get Incredible Hulk just to have the entire collection like in one spot that you can download? Like it's actually quite beautiful. I'm looking at the collage right now on the direct. Um, anything else regarding the timeline or any other news stories today, JG? Yeah, so actually a friend just texted me. Like we could mm -hmm. talk about it next week because we won't have the chance to really dig into it. But I will say, uh, and it, they actually have it headlined as breaking news on Deadline's website. But uh, there just came out at 4.47, um, this would have been uh, Pacific time, uh, a interview, like a video interview of Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield. Um, and they go in a detailed uh, interview to talk about it. So we'll probably end up watching it in our own time. Maybe we'll drop a link in the description for you guys and we'll talk about it next week. But um, that I think is something that everyone's been wanting because for how many months now have they been lying that they're like, oh, we're not in this film, we're not in this film. And here they are, all three of them are now watch are now talking about it together. Yeah, I, I really want to watch that. And we can do a whole kind of deep dive into their conversation and their reveals because I think there's a lot to talk about and I can't wait for that to be available in just about a month on digital to watch. It's going to be so good. Yep. But again, we've been having some short episodes. I'm sure we will plan maybe some watches of, you know, maybe things like the Blade Trilogy. We could do something like that in the future and other upcoming and old films as well. But I think that's going to start to wrap up our episode. JG, um, I know you got a lot of stuff you're working on with your channel. I'm glad it's up and running big time again. Can you uh, maybe share with everyone what they can see on your network? Yeah, so if you search on YouTube, just search my last name, which is Kars, C-A-R-S-E. You can find reactions to all the fun shows uh, on Disney+, Plus, like Marvel and Star Wars, currently doing Book of Boba. Whenever Moon Knight's going, we'll do that as well. And if you're into Lost, because now I'm obsessed with that, Steve and I have been talking about that a lot. Um, and there's other things too, like a Haunting of Hill House, just a bunch of different varieties. So if that's something that interests you, I would appreciate you checking it out. Absolutely. And again, that's going to wrap up episode 23 of Marvel Cast. Thanks for sticking with us for the past 23 weeks, or welcome aboard if you're just joining us. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of Marvel with us. We want our fans to interact with us. So if you're new to the podcast, our email is marvelcastpod at gmail.com. And you know what? We would love to hear more of your thoughts about news and questions, and we can do a whole deep dive into anything you want us to talk about. So please subscribe to 1138 Productions. Like once again, Brian's back up and running the Star Wars Canon Podcast. We're super excited to have multiple shows running concurrently on the 1138 production feed. And we hope you give us all a listen because we're here to support each other. We're all good friends. And I think we got a lot of good stuff down the pipeline as well. If you haven't, please leave us a review wherever you listen. It really helps us to get our name out to other people. And if you want to check us out on YouTube for a video version, JG puts together a really good version. He does a lot of the behind the scenes work. I got to give him a shout out as well. From myself and JG, we hope you have a marvelous week. And remember, I could do this all day.